There's conversation going on right now about Coach Davis being on the hot seat this season. Absolutely not. I've got zero time for that. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Monday, August 21st, 2023. First day of school for my family. Anybody else out there sending their kids off to school today? Yeah, Shade family, that's what's happening. Hey, I want to welcome you into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily Tar Heels show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us for today's episode to get your first listen or watch. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Terms and conditions apply. Coming up on the show today, we're going to take a look at FanDuel's win totals for Carolina football team, the over-under. Going to make some predictions on that. Would love to get your thoughts on it. Going to look at a couple different AP or AP Top 25 and a couple other Top 25s, including Locked On's own first ever Top 25. And uh, we're going to celebrate the first victory of the season for Carolina Athletics. Yes, it's already happened and school hasn't even started yet. But I want to first start by talking about some Coach Hubert Davis slander that I will not stand for. And I hope and imagine that you will not either. So Trilly Donovan is a kind of Twitter personality in college basketball world that's um, kind of made a name for, I'm assuming himself. It's it's an anonymous um, Twitter profile, X profile, I guess I should say. But on Friday, Trilly Donovan posted a Twitter poll, and the question was simply this. Does Hubert Davis deserve a fourth year if UNC misses the NCAA tournament? And he didn't say this, but the, the intent there is the 2024 NCAA tournament. If Carolina misses it, does Hubert Davis deserve a fourth season in the 24-25 season? There were four, the, the voting is over in this poll. There were 4,875 votes cast. I assumed the answer would be no, but I did not assume the landslide that it was. 29% yes, that's 1,414 votes. 71% said no, Hubert Davis in that scenario would not um, uh, deserve a fourth season. 3,461 of those votes based on my math, right? Like I had to round, but whatever, you get the point. 71% said no. Now, this Twitter poll was actually following up on an article that Trilly Donovan had posted on uh, his new website, which is burnerball.com, a new website with, with articles and all sorts of stuff coming out on it. Um, so the day before they had posted an ACC like preseason coaching carousel article, it had things like looking at the newcomers of, of head coaches, Damon Stoudemire at Georgia Tech, Micah Shrewsbury at Notre Dame, Red Autry up at Syracuse, which P.S. apparently no 2-3 zone. So we'll see if that happens. Um, but potential retirees like Wood. Leonard Hamilton maybe retire after this year. Coaches that could leave the conference for another job. Um, and looking at coaches on 
the hot seat. You listed three coaches, Brad Brownell at Clemson, which I feel like is like the poster child for hot seat, right? He Like every year, Brad Brownell's on there because Clemson starts hot, loses, whatever. Louisville's Kenny Payne, he's in his second year. You're probably aware Louisville had a historically bad year, one of the worst ever seasons for a Power 5 school, like in the Ken Palm era, which goes back to the 2002 season. And then thirdly, Coach Hubert Davis as as a hot seat candidate. Right off the top, I firmly denounce both of these things, and I want to talk about why. And you might disagree with me. Great. You're more than welcome to, but I'm not about it. And I want to tell you why. So first off, like having these three guys, Brad Brownell, Kenny Payne, Hubert Davis. I think people might lump in Kenny Payne and Hubert Davis together. It was Kenny Payne's first season at Louisville. They were really bad, but he, you know, um, coming back to Louisville, being there and, um, a lot of people have said, like, in this day and age where you could build through the transfer portal and things like that, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to, to build a team immediately. And I get it. Like, Louisville was just awful. And, you know, things aren't looking betterish, but they just lost Trenton Flowers, an incoming freshman, to Australia and going to have some struggles there. I do not think we should be lumping these two guys together. I know that Hubert Davis hasn't you know flown out of the gate with two awesome regular seasons obviously there was the postseason run in his first year um but there is a big difference to me in quote unquote just barely missing the ncaa tournament last year like north carolina did and trust me it they did just barely miss the tournament and i'm not speculating on that i'm telling you that from selection committee members who have told it to me in confidence, I can't say who or anything like that, but, and a, a big difference between that, just barely missing the tournament and one of the most atrocious seasons in Louisville or power conference history, which is what Kenny Payne had at Louisville. Hubert Davis did not have that. It's just simply underperforming to North Carolina standards. There's a huge gap from what North Carolina did last year down to what Louisville did and a much smaller gap from what North Carolina did up to typical North Carolina standards. Now, I get it. It's been a stretch of North Carolina not meeting North Carolina standards going back to the last two years of Coach Williams' tenure. And so, so I hear that. But for me, like I simply I bemoan the loss of a time when coaches had more of an opportunity to grow into things. Um. Uh, think about it within our own family. And this has been famously noted time and time again. Coach Dean Smith needed multiple years to, to get things really going for the Tar Heels, to get things figured out. That just simply wouldn't have been allowed in this day and age. I, I would have, you know, like, I would like to think I would have allowed it. I guess you don't know the, the pressure you're under as an AD, maybe not in this day and age. But had that happened, we would have been deprived. We would have missed out on one of the greatest college basketball coaches in the history of the game if that had happened to Coach Davis, to excuse me, to Coach Smith. And we can talk about multiple other instances of the same thing. I, I do not believe that Coach Davis should be in any kind of hot seat conversation right now. Now, if this year goes horribly awry, okay, we can begin to have a conversation. 
but I'm not ready for it yet. Here's four factors for me in um, why I don't agree with this hot seat conversation. Number one, inexperience. Bubba Cunningham, the athletic director, knew when he hired Hubert Davis that he was getting an inexperienced basketball coach. He was somebody that knew the game well, knew how college basketball works, you know, like playing the game because of working at ESPN, had some coaching experience because of the JV squad, but was going to be a, a growth project. I don't believe Bubba Cunningham would have hired Hubert Davis if he expected it to be running all smooth two, three years in. There's going to be road bumps and he's going to have to get things figured out. Now, you don't get forever. I'm not saying that, but no hot seat in year three. No. Now, Number two factor for why I think this conversation is silly. The 2024 class plus Elliot Cadeau, which was originally part of that. I'm of the mindset that unless this year, once again, is an unmitigated disaster, Coach Davis will have an opportunity to lead to coach what is right now the number one class in all of America. Now that could change as other schools add guys and, and especially because North Carolina doesn't have Cadeau in that class anymore. I, I really see North Carolina giving Coach Davis an opportunity to coach that class. Number three factor in this conversation, the one-time transfer portal, COVID, eligibility, NIL, all of that is coming to life and fruition right as Coach Davis takes over this program. It is something that every program around the country is trying to figure out, but it means also that roster instability is at an all-time high right now. And so you you almost, like, can you create a program? That's what I'm trying to continue to, to reconcile in my own head. Is that possible anymore? I don't know. And then the fourth factor I want to mention in this, once again, Coach Williams' last two years were not so great. So it's not like Coach Williams had handed off the program in, in a typical Carolina state to coach Davis. And then things haven't gone as well because of that coach Davis has essentially kept things going as they were in, in the last two years of coach Williams tenure. I, I hate to have to say that, but it's very true. And so coach Davis is still working to get things turned around from what was given to him. And I, th I think there's part of that in this conversation as well. Now, again, hear me say, he should not get forever. No one should. But more than talking about hot seat in year three, given all these factors that we're looking at. And here's another question I want to ask too. The article makes light of the fact of North Carolina um, being the first preseason number one to ever miss the NCAA tournament in the uh, modern era. But in retrospect, were the Tar Heels really deserving of being the preseason number one last year? Or was it just based on, you know, uh, two months at the end of the prior season and and guys just figuring it out? I I I'd, I'd say no. I think it was a result of what Carolina did down the stretch. I, in retrospect, and I, I know you can always look at hindsight and do this, but I don't know that the Tar Heels were deserving of being preseason number one last year. And I don't like to say that, but I think I need to. Um, and so while I, while I have talked about that too, you know, Oh, first team to ever do it. Like, I, I don't know that the voters got that one right. End of the day. Here we go. Even if I would say, even if the heels miss the 2024 NCAA tournament, 
Coach Davis, in my opinion, should get another year. But in that scenario, yes, then the next year, 2024-25, that's a hot seat conversation. I, I am willingly ready to admit that, but not yet, not now. Got to get another year. Got to see what happens. And all that said, I think this conversation doesn't even matter because I fully and firmly believe and looking at this as unbiasedly as I can, that Carolina will be back in the NCAA tournament this season and, and back to a good and, and better seed than they've had in recent years. Well, FanDuel has put out win totals for football teams. Carolina's sitting at eight and a half. You going over or are you going under? <laughs> I'll give you my thoughts on it in just a second. But before we do that, I need to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Beyond that, it's super easy to create a free job post, and then you just add the purple hashtag hiring frame around your profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And then you use tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates that have just the right skill set and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then ultimately hire. Let's be honest, the right team member can have a measurable and positive impact on your business. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Once again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Folks, thanks for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or watch of the day. You everydayers, as always, it's so great to have you here with us today. Folks, we are one week away from it being game week. I, like what? How was that a real thing? I don't know, but it is like next Monday, we're going to be in game week at the end of that week. It's going to be North Carolina versus South Carolina. Hard to believe, hopefully with a Devontae Walker playing in that game, but it's true. It's real. It's almost here. And with that in mind, here's what I want to do. I want to take a look at North Carolina's win totals on FanDuel and then like make some, some predictions and observations about what I think is going to happen ahead of this year. So let me pull up. I've, I've got the graphic for us with uh, these win totals here. So FanDuel has North Carolina at over under eight and a half victories this year. As a reminder, you play 12 regular season games. So in order to go over, Carolina uh, could lose no more than three regular season games, meaning they would need to be at least nine and three to go over. Let me remind you of the schedule. I'm not going to give you the wins and losses yet. I've, I've got that coming. We're going to talk about that, but hold off on it for just a second. So here's the schedule. The first and only neutral site game of the regular season, South Carolina and then hosting App State, then hosting Minnesota at Pitt, and then three straight home games, Syracuse, Miami, Virginia, on the road down to Atlanta to Georgia Tech, and then back home to host Campbell, and then hosting Duke, and then going to Clemson, and then at NC State in um, Thanksgiving week. 
so here's some tidbits as we start looking into this conversation. Number one, a reminder about the ACC. There are no more divisions this year. So if you want to be in the ACC championship game, you got to be one of the top two teams in the conference. Also, as you look at that schedule, I don't see any Florida State on there, and they're ranked really – I've seen them as high as fourth in one um, preseason poll. And no Notre Dame, who also is going to be ranked really high. So that's kind of a schedule break for the Tar Heels. That's a win. <laughs> I mean, you'd love to play them. You'd love to beat them. But you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of a good thing. Um, locations. I, I mentioned it. One neutral site game. That's the, the game against South Carolina. Only four away games at Pitt at Georgia Tech, and then closing the regular season back-to-back at Clemson at NC State. That's not going to be easy. And then seven home games, App State, Minnesota, Syracuse, Miami, Virginia, Campbell, and Duke. Got a couple different interesting three-game stretches. That one at the very end, Duke, Clemson, NC State, that to me is the toughest stretch of the schedule and coming at the end of it, just like last year's where Carolina you know, had that four-game losing streak and, and kind of struggled down the stretch starting with um, uh, Georgia Tech, I think was the first in that stretch, right? Yeah. Um, so that that's tough, hosting Duke, going to Clemson, going to NC State. But here's the good news. <clears throat> Look at the three games immediately preceding that, which begin this, the second half of the schedule. You're hosting Virginia, who projects to be one of the worst, if not the worst, teams in the ACC. And then you go to Georgia Tech. Carolina has um, had some struggles with the Yellow Jackets the last couple of years, but you would think, again, another one of these teams that projects to be one of the worst in the conference. So you think you should be able to go down to Atlanta and win. And then hosting Campbell before that Duke-Clemson-NC State stretch. And again, you feel like you should be able to beat Campbell. So right now, as things stand preseason, Clemson is the only ranked team on the schedule. There's several and others receiving votes, but Clemson is nine in both polls. Here's the thing. So as I start walking through this and thinking, okay, these win-loss uh, over-unders, who, who do we beat? Who do we lose to? There's no game on this schedule that I look at and basically think, this is a completely unwinnable game. We have no, we have no shot. We can't, we can't compete. We can't do it. There is not a single game like that on North Carolina's schedule this year. But at the same time, it kind of feels like last year in that there are, there are several that honestly could go either way. In the early part of last season, Carolina was winning all those close games. Will they regress to the mean this season or will they, will they win bigger? You know, will they um, put games away, which was the struggle all last year? Um, all of that. All of these games that you look at, it's like, ah, boy, that could go either way. It's going to come down to the details. Who and who wins the details? Turnover battle, turnover battle, mental mistakes, all of these kind of things. Honestly, as you look at it, I, I really think Carolina should be favored in the majority of these games. You know, you think about a ceiling and, and it's like, boy, they could be 10 and 2, maybe 11 1 if things fall the right way get to that double digit wins total they didn't get to last year or if similar to what last year could have been if things hadn't broken the right way i mean you could be looking at 6 and 6 or something like that i think the reality is going to be somewhere in between let me walk through it in order i'll tell you who i think carolina beats and loses to i'd love for you to let me know where you think i'm right and wrong and who you think carolina beats and loses to 
All right, here we go. Right out of the gate, Tar Heels are beating the Gamecocks. Yeah, they have to. They absolutely have to. They need revenge. They need to prove to America that what happened in the last four games of last season was not who these Tar Heels really are. Drake May's got to come out and make it happen for his Heisman candidacy, for uh, the nation's belief in the Tar Heels. It's got to happen. Second, App State. The Tar Heels are not screwing this up like they did last year. I mean, they beat App State last year, uh, but boy, nope. Got to have them into Keenan and just take care of business early and often. But I say the Tar Heels start off 2-0, and then Minnesota comes to town. Now, here's the thing. Minnesota, it's not going to be a walkover game. This is a good team coming into Keenan Stadium, but there's the thing. Keenan Stadium. Folks, we got to... Tar Heel Nation has to be in there loud and going for Carolina hosting the Golden Gophers. Show them what the Tar Heels can be, and let's get this victory, which I believe they can do. 3-0 start to the season. But Carolina then heads on the road to Pitt, and I think that's where they take their first step back. Now, Pitt, I expect to be middle of the road in the ACC this year, but just that first road game, I think the Tar Heels are going to struggle a little bit. That's where I've got the first loss of the season. Then Carolina comes home, hosts Syracuse, should be able to take care of that, and then in comes Miami. Now Miami is irked, ticked, really mad at the Tar Heels, and I think this is where they uh, the get some payback, give the Tar Heels some comeuppance, and the Hurricanes come into Keenan, I have them knocking off the Tar Heels. But then, that three-game stretch I talked about that should be better, hosting Virginia at Georgia Tech, hosting Campbell, I got Carolina going 3-0 in that stretch, and then here it comes. The critical, pivotal stretch of the season versus Duke at Clemson at NC State. I'm going to put the Tar Heels winning two of these games. I think you'd be happy to win. I mean, obviously, you'd love to win all three of them, and you'd be really pleased winning two. I think people would say, you know, if you could go one and two in this and have only lost one game before that, finish the regular season 10-2, and you'd feel good about it. I, I have the Tar Heels going two and one in this stretch, holding serve against Duke at home, which again is is no knockoff. Mike Elko's got that team looking really good, losing at Clemson, unfortunately, but then finally, finally getting some revenge at NC State. It's been such a painful last two seasons against the Wolfpack, but it's time for payback. So. Add all that together, I've got the Tar Heels at 9-3 and three in the regular season, which means I'm taking the over on the 8.5 wins. The, the losses I have are at Pitt versus Miami and at Clemson. So I, I hope that I'm, I mean, I would love to be wrong in that Carolina does better, but I hope that I'm right in that Carolina has another really strong regular season, right? Like, I know when you look at the individuals and it's like, ah, I don't think we should lose at Pitt. I don't think we should lose to Miami at home. But if you looked at nine and three, I think you'd be like, man, that, that's great. But here's what I think Carol, this is where Carolina does it is that they go and win their bowl game and get to that double digit win total that they couldn't achieve last year. That would be awesome. And, and very, very sweet. So that's where I'm at with all that Carolina nine wins, three losses, taking the over on the FanDuel win totals. Thanks as always to FanDuel for the great job that they do. 
All right, folks, coming up in just a second, we want to look at some top 25s, where Carolina falls in those, and if that's the right spot for them. Plus, the first varsity sports win of this academic year for North Carolina. We're going to talk about all of that in just a second. All right, we're here on Locked on Tar Heels today. Several top 25 ranks are in the works. We've already talked about the coaches poll where the Tar Heels are 20th. The AP poll has come out, the preseason poll. We haven't talked about it, but the Tar Heels are 21st, so right in that same range. Uh, Pro uh, Football Focus, PFF, has put out their stuff, and they've got Tar Heels 25th, so just right there in that top 25, but in, in the 20s, as you would expect. But here's where the Tar Heels are that you might not have expected them. The highest I have seen Carolina is right here on Locked On. All the college hosts did did a vote this is the first time we've done a locked on top 25 and here are the preseason rankings the tar heels come in at 17th how about them apples i I legitimately have not seen the tar heels that high i was even joking with my fellow college hosts on locked on like hey y'all believe in the tar heels more than anybody else in america apparently because carolina's sitting there in the teens as you go through it there are a couple other ACC schools in play here, Clemson at eight, Florida State at nine, you know, Notre Dame-ish ACC school and not, obviously not in football, but in other things. They're 14th in this poll. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see the graphic of all 25 teams there. Um, once again, no other outside of Clemson, no other of Carolina's opponents showing up in this top 25 either. There's no um, Minnesota, no South Carolina in here and uh, no other ACC teams that are on the schedule either. So um, what's interesting to me about this, as I read, like when I read the team capsules on these various things, it all comes down to one thing. Carolina's ranking. Say it with me. Carolina is ranked where they are because of a certain player. And his name is Drake may every capsule I've read about the Tar Heels says I have the Tar Heels here because of Drake may Drake may Drake may Drake may. And for legitimate reason. But I think people are undervaluing how Coach Brown has refilled some of the positions they lost. Now, yes, there are a ton of question marks. Defense, once again, offensive line. Tez Walker, is he going to be available? I don't have any question marks with the tight ends. Feel good there. I don't have any question marks with Drake May. Feel good there. Um, running backs, I feel like Carolina is going to get somebody figured out. Right. Um, but, but we don't know who that's going to be yet. And in fact, recently there's been uh, a couple running backs shifting position. Um, uh, sounds like, you know, like Petaway maybe going to slot receiver. Sounds like DJ Jones might be, um, going to the other side of the ball to play in the secondary somewhere. So anyway, we'll, we'll see what comes out of the running back room, whether it's Omarion Hampton or, or who, but all that to say, I think this feels like about the right range for Carolina, you know, late teens to somewhere in the 20s. And then you got to prove it, right? Um, gotta. This is why I was saying you got to beat South Carolina. You got to beat App State soundly. You have to bring in Minnesota and just knock them off, not, not give any hope to those golden gophers coming in. So uh, we'll see what happens, but that's where Carolina is right now on things. Now, 
as school's getting back in session for everybody, we are getting into um, we, some exhibitions have been going on for for soccer, for field hockey, volleyball. We're, we're getting into all of that. But last Thursday, we had our first intercollegiate action of the academic year, and that was the women's soccer team who traveled to Penn State, who's ranked number 10 in the nation. The Tar Heels are second, but anytime it's hard to go to a team's true uh, road game in the non-conference schedule. Turtles and Penn State tied, nil-nil. Nobody scored a single goal. So there was that. But then on Sunday, Carolina hosted Cal coming in, and the Tar Heels get out with a 3-1 victory. As R.L. Bynum said on Twitter, this is pretty funny. R.L., good call, bro. Um, hopefully, this is not a future ACC matchup. I was chuckling about that one with Carolina and California playing. But Carolina scores. Avery Patterson scored less than three minutes into the match. Get another one um, just about five minutes before halftime, and then a final goal just after uh, like a minute into the second half for the final 3-1 tally. Cal scored in the first half and then never again. Uh, pretty cool stuff. The both of the, the second and third goal both came from freshmen. Um, Melina Rambibas, uh, Rab, <laughs> excuse me, Rabimbas, um, who is a true freshman from New Jersey, and then Olivia Thomas. And so great to see the freshmen contributing right away. Uh, Carolina has the number one class in the nation, and, and these ladies are going to be doing work. Now, more sports coming later in the week and this weekend. Women's soccer, some more action from them. Men's soccer is kicking off volleyball, field hockey. It's all going to be kicking into high gear. Cannot wait for all that to happen. Got a great week of shows coming up for you. You uh, everydayers, I know you're going to be here with us. But if you're not an everydayer, you're a visitor to the show, A, welcome in. Glad you're here. Um, but coming up Wednesday, Coach Pat Kilby and I are going to be talking about R.J. Davis. That'll be our player preview. Uh, you folks loved Coach Robinson being on the show last week. And so, man, he's going to start coming on more consistently. Really excited about that. So make sure you are here for this week of shows. Follow the show, all, by the way, on Twitter at Locked on Heels. Follow me at Isaac Shade. You can email the show, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Always love going ahead and getting your, your thoughts and questions and, and submissions in there. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on audio and video format. Smash the like button to let us know you're here. And we'd love to hear your comments, especially about Coach Davis. I want to know where you're at on that whole conversation. Hey, thanks so much for spending part of your Monday hanging out, talking Carolina sports with me. It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll talk again tomorrow. But until then, peace. <laughs>